Blog Talk Radio. Chicago's Black Business Network is giving away free 90-day business directory listings. Did we say free? That's right, free. Get a 90-day business directory listing at chicagosblackbusinessnetwork.com. Expand your outreach, meet new clients, visit Chicago, that's Chicago with an S, chicagosblackbusinessnetwork.com for details. Chicago's Black Business Network, changing the way that Chicago connects to the world. Sonia Cassandra, Purdue founder. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. Welcome to CBBM Business Journals on the Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, executive producer and your host for this segment. Our web-based broadcasts are designed to service the African-American community in Chicago and around the world. CBBM Business Journals is where we share success stories about innovators, creatives, business owners, authors, and organizers from around the world. And we share this so that we can, we share so we can grow and we can learn from their experiences. Now, today we've invited an exceptional organizer to be with us today, Attorney Carla Madeline Coupe, uh, creator and organizer of Speak Truth Summit, coming to Chicago State University this weekend, October 20th and 21st, over at Chicago State University. You know where that's at, 95th and King Drive in Chicago. The summit was designed by and for women of color to address the issues affecting us, the things that we don't talk about and we need to talk about. Come on now. You know your place are full. You know that you're overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed from birth. I'm telling you the truth. And that we need to talk this out. Visit www.speaktruthsummit.com to get your tickets today. I'm going to repeat that for you. Speaktruthsummit.com. Can you handle that? Before we bring our guests on, we want to remind you that from the very beginning that all of our broadcasts and our entire network has been dedicated to keeping the memory of Mayor Harold Washington alive on our minds and in our hearts. How do you remember Harold? And on Thursday, October 18th, two days from now, we're going to talk politics. I'm going to talk politics, which is unusual. You know, Ron Carter and I had that show for like three years, and that's all he did was talk politics. This is a new arena for me, and we're going to chat about it on a new show segment called Our Conversations Matter. And that's pretty much what we're talking about today. Our conversations do matter. Um, I guess for the first segment is going to be Ms. Sherry Montgomery, General Parker, who is a longtime community organizer from Peoria, and Ron Carter, who is the publishing editor of Chicago Street Journal, going on 22 years now. So we're looking forward to stepping off into some new Adventures on that. So mark your calendar this Thursday at noon for our conversations matter. To be a part of that discussion, I'll call the number 323-642-1655. That's 323-642-1655. And we want to talk about the Speak Truth Summit. Welcome to our show, Attorney Copay. How are you? Thank you so much, Sonia. Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. You got a big weekend, big weekend coming up here. 
Now, before we go yes, into all that you're doing, and it is a big, it's a big thing. I looked at all those uh, uh, shops that you got going on, all those workshops you got going, all those speakers. That's quite a test. But we want to know about you. Uh, tell us about who, who, who are you? Where are you from? This is our first time meeting. Uh, where are you from, yes. and how did how did you make a decision that this is what you wanted to do? Absolutely. So um, originally, I'm uh, my parents are from the Congo. That's where my family's from. Uh, we came to the states uh, via Germany and Luxembourg. Um, but um, since I've been here, um, I, I'm an attorney. I'm uh, assistant general counsel and Title IX coordinator here at Chicago State University. But I'm also an entrepreneur, and I'm a the founder and president of a consulting company called the Impact Alliance, and our focus is to help organizations or businesses or corporations to have true, um, diverse, and inclusive um, cultures, so in workplaces. So we, we advise them, we give training, uh, we help them with policy and procedures um, to really um, make their workplaces, uh, you know, places where all people are uh, not just welcome, but will also be uh, fostered and, and elevated. So um, that's kind of the angle from which I'm coming. Um, I, I always, in my professional life and personal life, always try to advocate for women, especially women of color, um, and um, how the different systems that we operate within um, impact us on a daily basis. So I, you know, I, I really do uh, see my, my most of my work and my, most of my passion in that, and that's basically where the Speak Through Summit kind of was born. Um, I'm sure in the past, uh, you know, when when we go to marches or platforms where, you know, they're, where the focus is women, you know, we usually, we, meaning women of color, we usually always show up, right? But then when the conversation starts or when the press coverage starts, you hear, you hear of women's issues from one perspective, you know, mostly not from us, you know, not about us. And so I was kind of getting frustrated and left, kind of um, empty or hungry for more conversations about these same issues, but how they particularly and uniquely affect us women of color. And, you know, wherever I went, there was never that space. So I told myself, you know, that I would have to create that space in order to have this conversation openly and visibly so that these voices are heard, you know, that our voices as women of color are heard. And that's basically the purpose and the vision of the Speak Truth Summit. Absolutely wonderful. We're speaking to attorney Carla Madeline Cope, and she is the organizer and creator of the Speak Truth Summit coming to Chicago State University this weekend. And uh, you said a whole lot right there. You said a mouthful. Uh, You spoke about. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. These things do happen. Um, You spoke about diversity. Excuse me. In the workplace, um, as we hear companies talking about being diverse, we cannot assume that they know how to be diverse. So that's a very important role exactly. that you play. Yeah, and and oftentimes, so even though they may be diverse or focus on being diverse, you know, once they do, let's say, hire or if they are successful in attracting. Uh, people of different, you know, backgrounds, oftentimes the environment is still not welcoming, right, or it's, it's not suited to um, 
to retain these types of, um, you know, people. And so it, it really is important that they understand that it doesn't, it's not enough to, to claim that you're diverse or that you want diversity, but you actually have to, have to do the work and lay the foundation so that when you do have people of color or people of, of different backgrounds come, that they do feel comfortable and that they want to stay, right? I mean, oftentimes you see being hired, but then they see the, the, the systems, the dynamics um, that are not really set up to be inclusive, and then they, they leave. So, you know, that's where we come in and that's how we can help. And you also uh, mentioned in your introduction, from the beginning of us being here, uh, I can't speak from the African continent, but from the beginning of the African being in America uh, till this day, it is not anything new that we're not represented or focused on or our issues are not focused on or the people who sit at the table and make decisions for us are not us. That's new. That's how it has been from the beginning, and that is still mm-hmm. how it is uh, done now dominantly throughout uh, this country. We don't make decisions for right. ourselves. So what I liked about what you said, and I was paying attention, Attorney Kopak, and what I liked about what you said was you felt you didn't feel it, you didn't see it, so you went in and said to yourself, I must create this myself, which is where we are in 2018 with everything that we do and everything we almost have to touch. It is so vast that we, and you you tell me yourself, and this may be a part of what you're doing, almost everything that touches our lives, we do, even in 2018, need to go and create a space for us. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Right. No, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. I mean, um, you know, when, when we talk, and when I say we, I mean, you know, Generation X, Millennials, or, or whatnot, I mean, the, the same issues that we see, the same battles, the same struggle, right, is, has really not changed. It's just the system kind of reinvents itself over and over again, right? I mean, even if we go back centuries. Um, and so oftentimes we get this fatigue of, well, why should I even try? You know, it has been like this, you know, last year, 10 years ago, you know, a century ago, things really don't change. As you said, you know, these things have been in existence and keeping in existence. But I think if we were to give up, you know, how much more worse could our situations be? And I think we do need that we get, you know, every generation has, has a moment every, every year, every decade has this tipping point where, you know, things can go either way. And, and I think, like you mentioned, you know, especially today, with all that's going on nationally, now is the time. You know, now is, now is not the time to kind of throw your hands up and say, well, what's the point? You know, we're going to probably relive this, you know, next year or 10 years ago, yeah, 10 years from now or so. But you have to kind of, you know, seize the moment and then really try to do whatever whatever is left in you, right, and, and, and be part of trying to move the needle. Absolutely, absolutely. I was reading in your bio, and one of the things and one of the reasons um, it indicated that you were creating this two-day summit was to equip women of color with information and tools to enable them to impact their professional and personal lives in a significant and tangible way. What tools do you think that women of color are specifically lacking 
I think it's really more of an issue of, you know, oftentimes information is not shared with us, right? Um, it's, it's definitely um, something where, you know, other groups, other, other communities have these information about, you know, how do you negotiate your salary? You know, how do you ne- negotiate um, even your, your starting salary? And how do you negotiate your promotion? You know, oftentimes we women of color don't step up and, and defend ourselves and say, hey, based on my performance, you know, this is how I should be compensated or this is the position that I should have. You know, so we have a, we have a workshop that focuses on how you can uh, really maximize your career moves. You know, often again, and oftentimes we're not we're not taught, we're not brought up to think that way and to act that way, right? Um, which is not the same in other communities. Um, you know, we will talk about you know how you become an entrepreneur, like what what are the starting steps that you can take? Because a lot of us, and I and I and I love that about women of color, we are very creative, and we have a creative nature about us. So a lot of us, you know, want to become entrepreneurs but don't know where, exactly where to start, or we we tried once, but somewhere, somehow it failed, but we can't really put our finger on what that was. So that workshop will talk to that. There are some of us who, you know, especially in in this uh, political day and age, you know, feel like now is the time to run for office. You know, but how do, where do you start? We, you know, as an alderman, uh, alderwoman, or, uh, you know, other public office, where do you start with that? You know, how do you campaign? So we have a workshop for that. But there are a lot of us, and most of us are in a place where, okay, we kind of have our lives somewhat figured out, but, you know, something is still left untouched in us or or there's something, you know, we kind of feel stuck, but how can we kind of move forward? And so we have a workshop that talks about, you know, finding a purpose or at least figuring out what the next two steps are that you can take. But Because, some, you know, it's hard to kind of sit there and try to map up your your uh, your entire life. That's overwhelming, right? But even just identifying, you know, what can I do in my personal life or in my professional life? What are, what are two steps that I can take? So we will have a workshop um, on that. So those are kind of the workshops, but even through our panel discussions, and we have a lot of great uh, panels, you know, from um, how we inter- internalize womanhood. You know, um, we are talking about reproductive uh, issues, especially the high mortality rate in childbirth in, um, when it comes to women of color. You know, we talk about the workplace. We're also talking just about, in general, how we as women of color, you know, how our bodies and, and our souls and our basically our, our whole persons are constantly under attack in different ways. And so talking about these things and, and, and seeing each other in this space, that in itself will already indirectly kind of be empowering because oftentimes we think we're kind of alone in these types of situations, but to see other women around you that understand these types of pains and, and have, you know, and live with them as well, you know, that whole sense of community and support in itself will be very empowering as well. Thank you so much. Attorney Cope is with us, organizer and creative of Speak to Summit. And uh, I don't think that we feel that we are alone. I think we are alone, <laughs> more so than others. <laughs> If, if if you're going up the corporate ladder, uh, I'm retired now, but I remember working in corporate America and being alone because company after company, there may not have been any blacks in my whole department or where I was. I was moving in and out of a lot of places, so I was alone. 
and uh, I was representing Black America. That's how they look. <laughs> they thought I was Black America. Right. Well, that's okay. You're the representative. I am. Right. Anyway. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am. But uh, uh, these are dynamic conversations that you're having, and much needed conversations, and much needed repeated conversations. And I was going to ask you, and you sort of answered that. Maybe it's because we're not asking the right questions. We're not getting what we really, 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 really need. We're getting what we think we need and what people think we need, but not what we really, really, really need. I look at youth that way. We're not getting what they really, really, really need because something's something's missing. And one of the things, and I'm going to share this and I'll let you answer, uh, for me, which I don't really have a problem with, is a sense of entitlement. I feel very entitled, okay? Uh, I don't have a problem with feeling entitled. Uh, my first job I had was Borg Warner, which they didn't like me. But anyway, I told them uh, I felt like I was an old white man in a black body because I wanted whatever it is I wanted to. And they didn't care for me after that, but that's okay. Uh, because I don't, ha- I don't lack a a part with self-esteem. I feel entitled, Mm -hmm. but I don't find that black people in general will feel entitled. That's why I'm always entangled. Mm -hmm. I'm complaining. I'm writing a letter. I got to sue. I got to do this because Mm -hmm. I feel very, very entitled. Uh, Do you think that most women of color do not have a sense of entitlement? I think, and and, and maybe entitlement is not even the the right term, but it, I mean, they have the confidence to advocate for oneself, right. And, and asking those things and, um, sense in you is natured and fostered. Most people will not speak for themselves in those, in those tones, especially if, you know, all you hear the narratives about you personally, or you as a black woman or a brown woman, there are a lot of messages that you get every day that tell you, that you're anything but good or strong or, you know, deserve something good, right? And so if we, and, and, and that's kind of what we, what we will talk about in the Eternalizing Womanhood panel is, is that we kind of internalize these messages that we hear every day, you know, I don't, you know whether it be in your personal lives, in our own community, um, or in the workplace, or even just in, in, in this national climate, you're being told that you, you know, that you're less than the word that you actually have, that you're less intelligent, that you're less any, you know, fill in the blank. And so if we start believing that, we won't ask the, the questions that we should ask because, A, we may think that we ought not to ask those, that we're not in a position to ask for these things. Um, or, again, you know, we're never taught in our environment or in wherever we grow up, you know, you are never really told that you could ask those questions, Right. So, you know, depending on, um, so again, it goes back to what messages do we hear every day around us that, that uh, unfortunately, directly or indirectly impact who we are and how we see ourselves and how we see our own position in the world, um, you know, and, and those things affecting us in a way where we don't think that I should be entitled, I should be asking for that raise, or I should be asking for more respect from, you know, the, my partner, or um, I should be able to, and so that's kind of what I'm hoping this will be, you know, that, that's just what I'm kind of hoping what the, this platform will do, that it will start to change and transform the way 
we think of ourselves individually, but also as a wider community, because that that mentality shift is very much needed. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, specifically in the young people, because as you say, if you're not raised and taught with a high level of, uh, you know, brought up to have a high level of confidence and self-esteem, a sense of being able to accomplish whatever it is that you want, that you are smart, that you are beautiful, uh, then you're not going to live your life as an adult in that way. You just it's going to carry on through just like everything else. Can you share with us, uh, you shared some of the things that's going on with the workshop. Can you share with us, excuse me, uh, about some of your speakers and some of the other things that's going on. And another thing I'd like to ask you, because this half hour goes very fast, after the workshop, what happens? After we have these conversations, what happens? But talk about the workshop, please. Yes, absolutely. So we have um, several workshops that I mentioned. Uh, we also have uh, a keynote speaker who is Alicia Garza. She uh, was one of the co-founders of the Black Lives Matter Network. Um, she will do the keynote address. Um, the workshops, um, like I said, they range from several, you know, topics, and we have a lot of speakers coming from both the private and the, the public sector, from different industries. Um, you know, we're talking about things like, um, you know, can you be a personal faith and a feminist at the same time? Because oftentimes we see people who go to church, who call themselves church people, you know, be somewhat judgmental sometimes towards other people in the community. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about, you know, how, how um, you know, we basically as women, how do we comport ourselves with each other? You know, um, sometimes we do have, uh, we, we do attack ourselves in a sense, you know, when we talk about, um, you know, the, the crafts and the barrel type syndrome where, you know, there is this animosity or competition between women, not necessarily because they they created themselves, but more so because of the setting in which they may be together, be it in the workplace um, or in a very close-knit community or so forth. So, um, again, I mean, I'm really looking forward to this. We have um, a lot of great speakers that are, you know, coming from uh, all over the country um, to be there with us. Um, so it really will, um, there will be very dynamic conversations and discussions. Um, what we will do after the summit is, um, you know, we will have toolkits from each of these different um, panels um, that will kind of in- contain what the major takeaways were from these conversations. Um, so those will, those will be something that we, what we will share. Um, my hope is also to have, um, you know, small discussion groups um, you know, over the next month that will focus on one topic or one issue, so to speak, that needs brainstorming or solving. Um, so, you know, we will continue this conversation, up, you know, past this weekend um, and really use this platform to keep these topics in the in the public eye, in the public conversation, because what often happens is, you know, an event happens or a march happens and then it kind of trails off and then, and then what, right? Um, there's no sustained or uh, long-term um, you know, effects, and that's, you know, we definitely um, want to change that with this platform. Um, and so you will see that we will have um, smaller events throughout uh, the months that will basically continue the conversation but also continue to look for uh, solutions and kind of 
keep a pulse on what is happening nationally where we could, you know, as citizens, um, as individuals, uh, you know, use our, our influence or our voting influence or our, our power to um, change the things around these particular topics. Well, you definitely put together a dynamic uh, group of women, and some men, I, I saw some men there. Yes, uh, we have a, a few men, yes. group of people, yes. Uh, a dynamic group of people, the conversations are vital. And, uh, yes, I could not agree more. I found, uh, I didn't grow up as an organizer. Everybody I know hung out with Obama. I don't know who he was, okay, because they were hanging out on the <laughs> south side up in there organizing stuff, and that came, like, years later, okay? But uh, <laughs> I found in doing that, and that's the way I got to know black people, really. I didn't know. I thought I knew black people. I didn't know it before I got into that. But, uh, you know, <laughs> working nonprofit and organizing. Then I knew black people. But anyway, um, <laughs> what what you leave out with, <laughs> this is just me, what, what you leave out of, of a meeting with, it's they, or a march, as you say, or any speaking engagement, is uh, no call for action, no organized mm-hmm. action. Mm-hmm. People do, they really, really, really want to know, what do I do next? They mm-hmm. really want to know, after all of this is done, all of this hollering and shouting and screaming and anger and everything, they leave out. Where is right. and, and time after time after time, Attorney Copac, there was no set uh, call to action. This is what we mm-hmm. do Monday. This is what we do Tuesday. This is what we do mm-hmm. Thursday. And it, it right. just it just gets lost in the whole. Just it just gets lost. And then you got to start over again and gather them all up again. And here we go again. Right. And I found that time right. after, and I think it's a leadership thing, and maybe not. We're all learning, okay? I found right. that time after so, time after time after time, again, it was never mm-hmm. done. It was never done. And you always start yeah, over that's, again. Yeah, and then that's really what I want to avoid, especially, especially now. So, you know, a lot of people say, well, this sounds like you know, an eventing session. But I'm like, no, it's not a venting session. We are giving voice and visibility to issues. Um, but, you know, there were two things that were very important to me. The first one being these issues, you know, all come with pain. So I, what I didn't want is for us to unpack this and not give space for healing. So that's why we made it a big that, – uh, that's why I made it a very big um, issue that, you know, after we have all these panel discussions that we do have workshops on self-care from, um, you know, meditation to yoga to how we heal our – uh, our relationship with food for those of us who, who you know, stress eat or, or have an unbalanced relationship with food. Um, and, and we also do have uh, therapists on site that will uh, offer complimentary counseling for those who need to. Because I know that especially in, in the black community, you know, seeking out help for emotional or um, mental health is often taboo. So, I really want to make sure that since we are talking about these issues that are heavy, um, that we have a space for people to kind of process, you know, whatever this may trigger. And then, like you said, you know, it was very important to me that each panel come up with, with a call of action, you know, with, with, with concrete steps 
um, that people can take. You know, we don't want to just be like, okay, well, here are the problems. Go out in the world and solve them, but literally use this as a brainstorming <laughs> session where you do get, you know, at least a couple or three things that everybody can do that are not momentous, that are not overwhelming, um, that can be that can be put in place. And then, like I said, we will have our mini forums going forward um, and until the next summit, you know, so that we don't, like you said, start over again like, you know, it often happens, unfortunately. Thank you so much for being with us. You hear our countdown. We've got one minute left. I want to say uh been great talking to you. I want to do a follow-up with you with Dr. Davida Francois and you and me yes. after the summit so we can do Definitely. some feedback. And some of the other panel members can join us if they wish. That could be an hour. But I want to do oh, some, yeah, after, um, uh, some after uh, conversation on that. Uh, let me just share this again. Uh, www.speaktruthsummit.com, October 20th yes. and 21st at Chicago State University, 9501 South King Drive in Chicago. Go to speaktruthsummit.com, and, yes, bring your mats out, and uh, there's going to be some, some sessions there for you. Uh, that's on Sunday, right? So, yeah, so uh, actually, no, that's on Saturday. So that will be part of the afternoon schedule on Saturday, yeah. On Saturday, okay. Bring your mats out and come out and chill out and get a whole lot of information. Thank you so much again for being with us. We look back, look forward to having you back on the show again. You've been listening to CBBN so Business Journal. You're so welcome. You've been listening to CBBN Business Journal with Carla Matlin Cope. Um, and we're going to be back with you on Thursday. See you then. This is Sonia Cassandra Perdue. Bye bye.